Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I am super excited to be here today with um, such a, a fave of mine, um, <laughs> one of our former students, a graduate of our program from 2014, Emily Seropian. Hi, Emily. Hi, how are you? I'm so I'm so good. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Um, Emily uh, was chosen um, not only because she's a was a great student at Cal Poly and 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 so involved with the major and and so involved with with getting started in the experience industry, but also because um, she's transitioning right now um, to a career in nursing. And I wanted to talk about um, you know as we as we're you know, hopefully on the, on the tail end of a global pandemic and, and nursing uh, nurses and healthcare workers, you know, have, have been on the front lines during this very, very difficult time. And, you know, um, to, to know that, that one of our former students and graduates is, is transitioning and, and going that direction is just, um, it's so awesome. And I'm so, so proud of you and so excited for you. And um, I know um, that you're, you're going to do great. Well, thank so, you. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just excited to talk about, uh, you know, where you are right now in that transition, but we'll get there, right? We'll, we'll get there. We want to go back in time and, and let our listeners um, get a feel for, for what, what you were like growing up and, and kind of, you know, get acclimated to, to your life before we get to the career phase. So tell us, Emily, where are you from originally? I am originally from Davis, California. So just uh, right by Sacramento, which is where I live now, actually. Um, so right in between kind of Tahoe and San Francisco. Right on Davis. So I, you know, I have never been to Davis, oh. um, but, but because you see, obviously you see Davis being there. I just always imagined it being somewhat similar to oh, San Luis Obispo. Are there parallels? There definitely are. It's okay. actually um, a very similar population number. So we're on the same size, uh, not quite as close to the beach. Of and, course. Uh, <laughs> um, close to the mountains and, and uh, Lake Tahoe. <laughs> uh, a little bit of a hotter climate because we are in the valley, but it definitely does have that college town bubble feel that San Luis Obispo has. Right. That's awesome. That's very cool. So what did your, what did your parents do when you were, when you were growing up? My mom was an accountant at UC Davis. Um, she just retired last year. And then my dad works in project management, but he's had all kinds of careers. All kinds of careers. So. When you're in project management, you're, you're doing all kinds of different things. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. a garage store company. He uh-huh. owned some kind of sewing machine store at some point. He's had many past lives. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is so cool. So what was, uh, did you, well, I almost said, what was, what was little Emily like, but I, I, yeah. I forgot about siblings. Did you have any siblings growing up? Or yeah, do you have I any have an older sister um, and yeah. she lives down in San Diego. Oh, right on. That's a fun place to visit. Yeah. Oh, very fun. I uh, love it. I love it. So uh, now I'll say it. What was little Emily like? Were you uh, were you into sports? Were you into arts, drama? What were you into? Uh, I wasn't super sporty. I did do dance um, pretty much my entire time growing up. Yeah. Um, I was really sensitive. Um very emotional child. <laughs> oh, were you? Yeah. I love it. I love it. I have a, I have a sensitive daughter. She's oh, 13 and, and she takes after dad. She's, she's 
She's got some dad sensitivities going yeah. on there. I well, love I think it. it's a strength. Sensitivities are strength. It is a strength. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you so know, I- you heard me. You, you. I'm sure you saw me cry like three or four times in a cl- oh. in the classroom. <laughs> that definitely rings a bell. But yeah, so I would just get very, um, I'd say, invested in my hobbies, and so yeah. I did all kinds of different things. But you know, later on in high school, I was on the newspaper, I was on the dance team, and just was working all throughout, um, pretty much most of junior high and high school. I've been working since I was 14. So really? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that is, that is cool. So, so let's talk about, um, let's talk a little bit about that dream job. You know, we're going to talk about your transition and your career here in a, in a, a few minutes, but, um, I, you know, I've been asking people recently, like, uh, what Halloween costume were you, were you most wearing when you <laughs> oh were a kid, God. you know? It's so funny that you say that because my birthday is actually the day before Halloween. So I oh. hate Halloween. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really, honestly, I didn't really have a dream job. I was a big reader and I really liked to write. I actually went into Cal Poly as an English major. Um, so I think at some point I probably wanted to be an author. Um, uh-huh. But as I got older, I think I was more interested in like book publishing or magazine publishing. I got you. I got you. So Cal Poly as an English major, mm-hmm. but let, let, so let we, so we won't talk about how you... Um, came to Cal Poly as an RPTA major, but we'll talk about um, how you found out about Cal Poly. Was there a connection? Um, I mean, obviously you're in California, yeah. but, um, and Davis is, is somewhat a rival, I guess you could say, but, um, but, but how did you find out about Cal Poly? Yeah. I mean, it was um, one of the schools that I had actually gone to visit with my sister when she was looking at colleges, cause she's a few years older than me um, and loved the city Um, I knew I wanted to go to a CSU because I was paying my own tuition. And so I wanted to keep it affordable. Um, but you know, Cal Poly has such a great reputation for, you know, the price of a CSU. And I honestly didn't even think that I would get in. So when I did, I was like, yes, I'm definitely going there. (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, but, but you got in as an English major, of course. And so, so let's talk about that transition, right? You, you're used to transitions, Emily. I love it. So, <laughs> so um, how long, how long did it take you before you realized you um, wanted to change majors? And what was that process like of discovering uh, RPTA? And uh, it was probably only a few weeks into school that I realized that the English major wasn't for me. Um, it's just so uh, literature based at Cal Poly. It didn't feel very practical. It didn't feel like I would be able to walk out of school and be ready to start a career. Um, I'm sure that there are options for English majors, but not ones that I felt like were the path that I wanted to go on. So I kind of just started looking at, at other options and I had honestly never even heard of RPTA before. And I remember reading the description of the major and being like, oh, that's so fun, so practical. I could totally make a career out of this really quickly. And uh, it sounds like it'd be right up my alley. So, um, it, you know, it's hard to change your major at Cal Poly. So I don't think I actually got into the major until maybe like halfway through my sophomore year. Um, but yeah, it was once I got in and got going, it was so much fun. 
Yeah. And I know that you hit the ground running because all, all I remember is you being super involved um, as, a, as a student um, in the major. And so when you think back uh, during your time, um, you know, I ask, uh, I ask people th- this question a lot because our current students um, like to hear examples of of what people did to enhance their uh, their their experience, right? Their professional development. Obviously, Cal Poly is learned by doing centered, and so there's lots of opportunities along those lines. But I think it's important for them to hear, um, you know, what someone who's been successful out in the um, in the working space, what what you did as a college student that really stands out as something that really propelled you. Mm-hmm. Into, into a career? What what would you say really stands out? Uh, outside of, you know, the projects that we got to do in the classes, for me, it was Wildflower, uh, participating in Wildflower, which I don't think is even a thing anymore. Unfortunately, maybe I, one day it will come back, but... I'm hoping, yeah, I think it was water-related, Emily. I think that the... Yeah. Um, is that, I've is that what you heard? Touch. Yeah, I've stayed in touch. I actually continued to um, go out to Wildflower and um, work as support staff for the student committee uh, once I had graduated for a few years after that. Um, and yeah, it was, it's definitely, you know, climate related. The lake has been low yeah. for a very long time. And yeah, um, yeah it's, it's heartbreaking. I know for a lot of people that it's, oh, I know. Day, but I think we're all kind of crossing our fingers that one day it will come back. And, um, you know, for those that are listening to this later that don't know what that is. Wildflower was a triathlon at Lake San Antonio um, that was run um, pretty much completely by a, a student committee uh, by an organization called Tri California. Uh, so got to work on the student committee for Wildflower for three years. I actually started it before I was in the major uh, officially. Um, and there were quite a few other students that were RPTA students that um, I just happened to know and, and told me to, to get involved in it, which is how I how I ended up joining the committee. Um, but yeah, that was definitely the biggest uh, thing for me coming out of school that I felt like I had real uh, event management experience from right. that. Right. And you know, um, I- I'm sure you know this, but 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 for the listeners, um, we uh, our department has had a long history with, with Wildflower. And in fact, the founders of, of Wildflower um, uh, were were graduates of our program yeah. and um and remind me their names do you remember uh, it's it's a uh, Colleen Colleen that's Dowson. Right. yeah that's right and um and uh and for for a number of years um the department was in charge of the volunteers mm-hmm. and it, it just eventually got so big that um it, it was like taking up too many resources <laughs> and like <laughs> for, for faculty and and because you know, at that time, we only had like three faculty. <laughs> but, I mean, it got uh, huge. By the time that I was on the student committee, I think it was sometime around the 30th anniversary. Right. And the number of triathletes was, I want to say close to 10,000 or over 10,000. It was a, a huge event. Right, right. Just enormous. Yeah. So I think there'll be a number of people um, who, who listen to this um, from your era and, and yeah. past eras that, that that definitely, of course, know Wildflower. But um, but that's awesome. I mean, just getting in, involved with any um, type of um, organization that puts on events. I mean, obviously, that, that hands-on experience is a huge element. And so that's really cool to hear you talk about that. And, and remember you, I, I remember you being involved in that and, and, and love, 
um, you reminiscing there. So let's talk about um, internship, right? So our, our, our current students in particular really love to hear your experience in in finding your internship, securing it, um, what you did, and 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 then you know whether it propelled you um, into into a career. So, can you tell a little bit about your story along those lines? I wish I remembered how I found it. I have an awful <laughs> memory, so I'm going to disappoint a few people there. Yeah. Uh, but no, my internship uh, was with the Downtown Association. Um, and so I uh, got to work for them full time my last quarter, so spring quarter of my senior year. Um, and uh, it was partially events, but also partially marketing. So putting together a lot of marketing materials for them and promotions. Um, and then on the event side, it was helping run the farmer's market every week. Um, so that was a really great experience because, um, you know, the farmer's market is such a huge part of the San Luis Obispo community. Uh, and I really felt like a part of the community when I was working there. It was so much fun to work with all of the local farmers and vendors and restaurants and, um, and work the market every week. I love it. I'm sorry. I, um, I almost, uh, I almost did the start talking with the mute button on, uh, I've got, <laughs> I've got construction here in my house. So I have, oh, to, like, I have to mute in between, but, uh, so, but, uh, that's, thing, so, that's so great to hear. And, and, you know, when I look at it and I look back at your, at your resume and you, you know, you're, your internship, your official internship was like your fourth internship, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love so it. the previous summer, I had interned with Tri-California, the company right. that puts on Wildflower. Right. Um, and because they did, you know, a lot of other events, Nike Women's Marathon, uh, a lot of other smaller triathlons. Um, so I, I worked with them for a while and, and then, like I said, continued to actually volunteer with them for years afterwards as well. Um and what are my other internships? Oh yeah, I worked for the Cal Poly um, Cal Poly Athletics. Yeah, Athletics. yeah, that was a super fun internship. Also, my main memory from that one is uh, operating the t-shirt guns. And um, one right on. Oh yeah, <laughs> you were like the you were like the Phoenix Gorilla, huh? Like pump, pumping out the t-shirts. Well, the best one was that I got to be. Do you remember the toothbrush that danced at the Cal Poly basketball games? Oh my goodness! I finally found a toothbrush. <laughs> I was you were one of the toothbrushes. I only did it once, but it was I feel like whoever was supposed to do it must have bailed. And I was like, okay, I'll do right, it. it so right. Well, I went to a game once and I was like, oh my goodness. Are they really seriously dressing our students up in toothbrushes and having them run around? It was, I was like, I was like, oh my goodness. I hope I don't get any complaints. <laughs> That was a funny era of oh, Cal yeah. Poly athletics. That, they not have the dancing toothbrush anymore? No, no, no. Oh, the, the, the toothbrush era has long since ended. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> but that is a shame, you know. But I, but I love that you got the 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 t-shirt gun experience. That is really yeah. great. That is really great. But I didn't think I was ever going to um, find anyone who did the toothbrush. I've asked a few people, and I love <laughs> I love that you just volunteered that, Emily. That shows your personality. That's yeah, just, I have a that's, photo. I'll try and find it. That's great. <laughs> that is great. 
I love it. I really love it. I'll have to, if you send it to me, I'll put it in one of my, um, I'll put it in one of my PowerPoints oh, for, for sport management. I won't even tell them, I won't tell them who, yeah, you can uh, tell them. but, but I'll tell them the story about, uh, cause that, that seems like a promotion gone, gone bad to me. <laughs> <laughs> Gone awry, not bad. I mean, you know, you, you sounds like you have fond memories of it. So that's yeah, good. Yeah. I'm sure someone somewhere out there there's there's someone scarred from it, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, hopefully people's teeth are whiter because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about obviously, you know, we have a we have a great relationship with George P. Johnson and and you um, you know, you worked for over three years um with them. Um, actually, was it even longer than that? No, yeah. Um, yeah, little, almost, four, yeah. yeah, four years, four years with them. And so let's talk about um, how you, um, you know, y- your experience securing that job and what the experience was like and, 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 and all of that. Yeah. So I started out as an intern. Um, so I went through the whole uh, interview process on the Cal Poly campus. Um, like I think you guys still do. Um, and so I interviewed at Cal Poly, um, got the internship and started, um, around, I think July, right after graduation. Um, and I actually started out on the, uh, the staffing team. So most of the other interns were kind of devoted to, um, a certain event. Uh, and on the staffing team, I actually worked uh, with almost all of the clients out of that, that office because we would manage the temp staffing for every event they had going throughout the, the summer and the fall. So I had a really different experience from a, a lot of the other people that I was um, doing the internship with, um, but it was awesome. I got to really get to know all of the different teams and the different departments uh, at GPJ. And I mean, that internship experience was also just great because I got to um, work with people that I already knew and was friends with from the major. And um, I'm not from the Bay Area. So moving to the Bay Area, it was nice to kind of have that built in network of people. It was it was really fun. I have really fun memories of that time where we were all interns and we sat in the bullpen together. Um, And then I moved on uh, from the internship and got hired on. Um, and worked for another, yeah, I guess another three years after that, um, ended up moving into the event production department. So out of staffing and into more of like the standard event production teams. And then I was working with clients for like four to five months at a time, uh, on the production side. And, um, yeah, in my time at GPJ, I actually moved out to Austin, Texas, um, and moved offices, uh, which they let me do, which was so lovely. Um, I didn't like living in the Bay Area and knew I wanted to move somewhere else. Right. Uh, and kind of randomly on a whim, one of my girlfriends from college uh, got an offer from her job to be moved out to Texas and was like, well, do you want to come with me? And I was like, all right, let's go. Um, and GPJ let me transfer out to Austin um, but I still reported into the San Francisco office. So I would travel back and forth a lot and, um, did that for, I think another year and a half, uh, while I was in Austin. So, I mean, I, I learned so much at GPJ. I don't, I know I wouldn't have, you know, gotten the opportunities that I had afterwards if it were not for all of the experience and connections that I made at that job. Right. Well, I, I love it. And I, and I love you saying, uh, just thinking about, 
the parallels between Davis and Austin mm-hmm. are probably deeper than the parallels between the Bay Area and Davis, right? Uh, because of co- the college town feel and, and uh, you know, it's probably pretty hot in Austin, right? <laughs> uh, it's quite warm, yes. yes. Um, <laughs> it's not just the heat, it's the humidity. Humidity, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. a dry heat. <laughs> yeah. a, now I live in the dry heat again, and I am grateful every day. You that feel great. I love outside. it. I love it. So, yeah. so yeah, let's talk about Notley um, just briefly. Um, am I saying that right or is it Notley? Notley. Notley. I was afraid I was going to say that <laughs> wrong. Notley. So, t- so you were director of events, right, for, mm-hmm. um, for Notley. And um, tell us a little bit about, um, I imagine that was a way different experience, right? Because oh, George P. Johnson is this like huge conglomerate with offices all over the world. And I don't know for sure, but I have a feeling Notley's not quite as big and the events department is probably not quite as big. You were probably running the thing, right? The events department started out as just me. I was going to um, say, yeah. <laughs> I love it. When I left GPJ, I knew I wanted to go nonprofit. Uh, I wanted to try something else. Um, I didn't think that working for in like the tech space was really what I wanted long term. And um, so that's kind of why I made that transition. And I actually left um, without another job. I just was going to freelance and see what stuck. And um, so I was freelancing and interviewing for a bunch of other jobs um, and then, you know, interviewed with Notley and um, they uh, had a lot of events going on, but no dedicated events person. And they finally realized, okay, we we need someone. Um, so I came on as the fifteenth hire. Um, it was a it was a very small organization at the time. Uh, first events person. I was there for uh, a little over two years, maybe exactly two years, almost. Um, and in that time we went from 15 employees to, I think over 40. So it grew a lot in that time and just kind of the span of, of what we were working on grew in that time as well. Um, so it was an amazing growth opportunity for me. Um, I went from, you know, being the only events person to them, you know, understanding that as we took on more stuff, we needed to grow out the team. And so I got the opportunity to, you know, go through the interview process and hire people and be a manager for the first time. And yeah, I was at the end, I was running the department. uh, And um, really, my job became a lot more strategic and more management focused. Um, So yeah, that was very different for me, but also, you know, a good experience. And um, Definitely, you know, more fulfilling for me than my experience in the tech space had been. Um, a lot of what we did at Notley was working with actually other nonprofits um, to kind of help them understand how to make an earned revenue model part of their um, strategic plan uh, instead of just traditional fundraising. Uh, so that came about in many different ways. Um, probably could talk about that for hours, so I won't even get into it. But right, right, uh, right. yeah, definitely a different experience with a very small organization, very, very tight-knit team. Uh-huh. Um, and it was, you know, based in Austin. And I hadn't really been working with uh, the Austin community at all, because when mm-hmm. I sat in the office in Austin at GPJ, I was still reporting back to San Francisco. So I got to get really invested in the community there, which was also amazing. I love it. Tell us a little bit about what type of events. Um, so, you know, in being in the nonprofit space, um, I imagine a lot of it was, 
community connection and fundraising. Is, is that is that true? What what type of events were you? Were oh you man, it ran the gamut. Um, so there, you know, we did a lot of smaller events. Um, there were just so many programs that we that we ran uh, that they're still running. Um, obviously without me, but um, they. Uh, you know, like educational events for other nonprofits to come to uh, networking events. But then also, you know, we had our bigger kind of like flagship events, one of which um, I'll just talk about Philanthropitch as an example. Philanthropitch is a um, fast pitch competition for nonprofits. So it's kind of like a Shark Tank style event, um, but it's for nonprofits to pitch an idea to their community, to a panel of judges. Um, and we would go through the whole process with them of, you know, they'd submit an application with a pitch for, you know, whether it was they wanted funding for a new program or a new hire. Um, and if they were selected, we kind of coached them through the process of uh, writing their pitch and coming up with their presentation. Uh, and then, you know, on the event side of things, we would work with them on the day of to do rehearsals and then um, the actual like run of show throughout. Um, and they would go on and present their idea and um, they would be awarded money from judges, from sponsors. And then there was also an audience vote. So um, that was a super fun event. I got to uh, really connect with a lot of executive directors of nonprofits and uh, hear about, you know, their, their their visions and the programs that they wanted to be running. And then we got to hand them giant checks. So that was great. I love it. Yeah, that sounds like an amazing. I love the name Philanthropitch. That yeah. is really that is really cool. What a great name. And that now uh, I think it's in four cities right now. So it's Austin, San Antonio, uh, Philadelphia. And I'm going to forget one. That's okay. <laughs> Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, How there I you go. Okay, <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, so now let's talk about um, the transition, right? That you that you're you're undergoing. So you're you're. Well, I'll let you tell the story, right? Sure. But, but you're but you're you're transitioning into healthcare and and into nursing. Mm-hmm. So tell us that story about um, you know because I imagine it it's it's a big decision, right? Yeah. And 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 uh, uh, I think it's really important for for prospective students, for current students, for alumni, for all of us to hear transformational stories, right? I mean, because so many people um, either a feel stuck in a career mm-hmm. that they don't like and that they're feel like they're treading water in or whatever, right? Um, you know, I grew up during the rat race era where they used to use the rat race as the, uh, <laughs> as the term, like spinning on the wheel or whatever. Right. Now, I think that's kind of an old outdated one that we don't really uh, use anymore, but, but you know what I mean? Like, um, get, get stuck and, and just don't lack, lack, um, lack of passion or a direction in their careers. And so I think it's important for, for stories like yours to be told. So, so tell us about your story there. Sure. I'll try and keep it as concise as I can while still giving all of the fun, juicy details. Um, Well, so, you know, it's kind of been, I feel like a long time coming for me, you know, I've been interested in uh, the healthcare field since I was at Cal Poly, you know, when I was, Uh, deciding to change my major initially, I was actually kind of between RPTA and biology because I thought maybe I would want to go the physician assistant route. And, um, you know, to be honest, it it just wasn't, it was too hard to change my major into biology because the process was so difficult at the time. I don't know if it it still is like that. 
Um, and you know, I was paying my way and I didn't want to stay for five years. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to, I was, you know, I was 18. I didn't know how big of a decision that was that I was making. And it's like, okay, I'll go this RPTA route instead, which, you know, I don't regret at all. It's obviously been, you know, an amazing experience, but that's kind of like where my head has been that that's always kind of been something I've thought about doing. Um, and you know, I made the transition into nonprofit events, hoping that that would be more fulfilling for me and that I would feel like I could continue in events because I was really struggling with it. Um, while I was at GPJ, even, you know, I, I did like parts of my job, but I just didn't feel like it really filled me up and like I was making a difference. Um, and I did feel that a little bit more as I was in the nonprofit space, um, but then as I progressed in my career, it, um, you know, I was producing less, I was managing people, I was making more strategic decisions and, um, you know, working more with the executive team. And it felt like the, that was just going to continue to happen as I, as I grew in my events career, that I was going to be producing less, working one-on-one with vendors and customers less. And that was what I really liked to do was to be on the ground, actually running it. Um, I don't love being behind a computer 24 seven. I'm a very active person. Um, So I kind of, you know, I realized, you know, this isn't the direction for me either. And I don't know really what else I can try here that might work for me. Um, so maybe it's time to go back and re-explore this idea that I had 10 years ago about working in healthcare. Um, so, you know, I was really starting to dig into that, like end of 2019, early 2020, uh, you know, and at that point I had lived in Austin for four years and I was kind of ready to come back to California. Um, and so in January, 2020, (laughs) I decided, I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to, um, you know, explore the healthcare world. Um, you know, at the time I was kind of between things. Now I've settled on nursing. And um, uh, my initial plan was to stay in Austin and stay at my job until July. Um, but, you know, I had a great relationship with my manager and with the whole the whole team at Notley. And so I told them in January, like, I'm, I'm out of here in July. And then March 2020 comes around, as we all know. Um, so March 2020 comes around, and um, we obviously, you know, have to cancel all of our events like uh, most other organizations did. And we were moving things virtually, but you know, by May there wasn't really anything left for me to do. Um, that had that was supposed to be our busy event season was like March to July, um, which was why I was going to stay on for that long. So. I ended up coming back to California early, uh, April of 2020 and started taking my prerequisites, um, and, uh, have done, you know, some random jobs here and there since then. Um, it's definitely been difficult to, uh, get experience in healthcare actually during this time, just because, you know, volunteer positions aren't really open at hospitals, um, to get certified as a nursing assistant, most of those programs were closed down until early this year. Um, but I did go through with that at this May. So now I am a certified nursing assistant, which is what I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, it's been a journey that I'm still on. I'm uh, finishing my prerequisites at the end of this year and I'll apply to start. Um, I start applications, um, actually in just a few weeks, but I should start nursing school, hopefully next summer, or next fall, depending on, um, which program I end up going with. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's been crazy because of COVID, but I do feel like, you know, the experience that I have so far as a nursing assistant, um, I feel really validated in my decision to go the nursing route. I really love working with patients. I love how active it is. Um, and I just love how many options there are in nursing. You know, I, as my story has probably uh, put on display, I uh, change my mind about things <laughs> sometimes. Oh, I decide things are for me or not for me. And there and are so many okay. things I do in nursing. You know, if I want to be bedside, if I don't, um, there are so many alternatives that once I'm an RN, I can explore. So I'm really excited about all those opportunities. Well, um, like I said earlier, um, I, I I think you're going to be a fabulous nurse, and um, I uh, I I do think, and and I think it's important for people to reflect on. I I talk I've I have talked a lot uh, on this in this podcast series with uh, uh, the people who I've talked with about that that transferability of skills mm-hmm. that we that we get in our major right and obviously you're going to get a, a ton of like biology and anatomy and you're going to get all that science stuff and you're going that's going to be so important right mm-hmm. but those skills that you've learned in in working with people and working with teams and in in um crafting experiences right co-creating experiences through events you know i mean you're doing that on a on a on a a scale that for many people is one of the worst experiences of their lives right or it could be the best experience of their life right in a birth right um and so um i i think it's just um i think it's just fabulous and i think you're i think you're gonna do I think you'll you'll be great, but um, just just your brief experience as a nursing assistant. Are you feeling that? Are you feeling that advantage that you might have? Definitely. I mean, I think that it's such. It sounds like a strange transition, but it's not. You know the the background that I have in in working with people, making someone's day, um, just trying to come up with ways to. at GPJ, we would say surprise and delight. I'm sure that's something everywhere, right? Um, just ha- making those opportunities, um, that I think is definitely something that I'm going to carry with me into nursing. And yeah, it's it's a lot more um, science, obviously, um, and math, which I also love. But, you know, the interpersonal side of it, is so important. And I think it is going to, you know, ultimately make me a better nurse. And it definitely, uh, you know, helps me in my, in my job today when I'm interacting with people, I think also, um, having a kind of a straight face or a poker face, (laughs) I think is an advantage, you know, after spending a lot of time working with clients and customers and, you know, you can't, your emotions can't always be on display, which isn't necessarily my strong suit, um, but is definitely something that I'm able to do, you know, that you've got to keep that face on when, you know, someone is, you know, going through an experience that's very personal to them, a a medical emergency or whatever it is, you want to obviously maintain their dignity and their uh, privacy and respect. And, and so being able to kind of um, turn off the personal and really tune into what they need um, is something that I think I gained in my event experience for sure. I love it. I love it. That's so awesome. 
Um, well, um, I, I hope I, I hope I don't um, ever end up in a hospital again. Um, but if I do end up with one, I, in one, I hope I end up in one where you're a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. I would yeah. love to have you as a patient. Yeah, a- I, I, I know. And, and I'm, I'm really serious and genuine along those lines. I think you're going to be a fabulous nurse. And I, I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. I, I know, um, I, you know, I, I just appreciate you being open to, to it and, and, um, and I, I'm really serious that that uh, I, I'm excited about this for you, and the the I love the the idea of the transferability of skills, and you know um, that co-creation of experiences. You know, I I spent um, I spent a week up at Stanford for for pretty major surgery, and um, and you know even the world's one of the world's best hospitals, they really did not understand that experience thing. And, and, um, I tried to help educate them a little bit on it because, you know, it's like, um, okay, you've got a $6 billion endowment and yet I'm crammed into a room with another person hearing their intimate details Mm -hmm. at all hours of the night. And next to me is someone who is dying and is, is moaning all night long like this and, and it was just like this uh, the most awful you know it was an awful experience for me anyway right you know because i was having a major surgery at 43 you know with with a mortgage and two kids and you know all this and 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 to, to go through that other part that made the experience so awful i finally like i i got them to bring a customer service to, person to me and i explained to them i'm like look <laughs> You've got a six billion dollar endowment. This is not okay. Wow, this is not a good experience, you know. And 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 you know the next the next day was a much better experience. They moved me to a, a different wing, um, and I had my own room and all of that. And I'm like, well, okay, you know, not everybody, I guess, is going to explain experience design to them. But, um, <laughs> but I know, you know, I know. At the end of the day, like, it's not like I'm not going to have frustrations and working in the medical field, right? Like there are frustrations in every single job in every single place you will go. But the, you know, knowing that I have the opportunity every single day to help someone in some way, make something better for them. That's for me enough. I feel like to keep me going um, and to make me feel like I am making a difference. And um, I personally really need that. And um, you know, I, I'm very appreciative that you had me on to talk about all of this because I think it's important for people to think about that and think about, you know, what is it that that fills you up and not necessarily, you know, like, where am I going to make the most money or what's going to look the best on my resume, um, you know, and and to remember that it's not too late. It's never too late to change your mind. Um, right. You know, there are definitely times where I feel like, Ugh, am I behind? But, you know, for the most part, I'm like, no, it's fine. It's okay. Like exactly. I'm allowed to change my mind and do something different. And I'm lucky that I get to do that and that I have Absolutely. that opportunity. Absolutely. 100%. And I love that. Emily fills you up. What fills you up? Let that be our, let that be our parting words. Uh, that's so great. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for your time. It's so great to see you. Please keep in touch. Thank you. Take care.